you get pressure from yourself. Yeah. Mainly from myself, because I'm particularly hard on myself. From your parents, your coach, the press, you know, people know that you, you're up there and you're in the lead. <laughs> that pressure's enough because you're mm. thinking, well, okay, if I lose the lead, you know, those, those are the sorts of things that go through your head. So you have it from all sorts of areas, but um, I think that, you know, my faith gives me perspective and, you know, and, and then I focus on, on, on that rather than all the other interferences from other people, really. Welcome back uh, to Christians in Sport podcast, the podcast which exists to help sports people think through some of the big questions about sport and the Christian faith. And I've got a real treat today. We're going to look at the topic of how we handle pressure. Uh, there are fewer bigger compliments for a sports person than to say that they perform under pressure or they're a big game player. But conversely, it can be absolutely devastating if somebody's described as being someone who chokes, uh, a chokers. But we want to look at why does pressure have such an effect on us? How can we cope with it? And does the Bible give us any pointers as we look at this real interesting and rich topic? So I've got two women who know all about pressure with me. I've got Ali Nicholas, uh, a US Open golf champion, 18 professional wins in total. She's also played in, get this, six Solheim Cups before going on to vice captain twice and then captain the team twice in 2009, 2011. Needless to say, she's played under pressure. Uh, and then I've got Debbie Flood, uh, a rower who competed in four Olympic Games, uh, silver medals twice, winning three World Championship golds. And then in 2012, she was appointed captain of the Leander Club, uh, one of the oldest, the most successful rowing clubs in the world, becoming its first female captain. Um, so I'm looking forward to this. It's going to be great. Um, welcome, guys. Thanks for joining us. Ali first. Let's go there. Um, golf, um, I dabble very, very poorly in golf, but it's full of little pressure moments, isn't it? And then in your career, there's been some massive ones. So. Um, tell us maybe about the time you felt most under pressure in your sport. I think really it was probably um, the US Open. You know, I, I'm coming into that. I'm leading by three shots and, mm. you know, I'm feeling it. You know, I want to win it. But obviously, um, you know, you, you feel nervous going into that, into that day. And I didn't sleep particularly well. And, you know, you're thinking, you know, I hope I play well. I don't want to disgrace myself and all that sort of stuff. So that's probably the moment. But I would also go back and say that my first win, because I, it took me seven attempts, second place finishes to win. So, um, you know, I didn't handle it particularly well initially. Debs, what about you? When, when were you most under pressure? There's so many different pressures uh, and so many different pressure times I can think of, but probably the most pressured moment for me in my sport was at the London 2012 Games. Uh, that was the end of my career, so the last games I was going to be competing in. And we had not made it through our heat to the final uh, and basically had one last chance to make our home Olympic final through what's called the repercharge in rowing. Mm. Uh, we had to make the top four, otherwise that was it, no home final. Um, and we would also have been the only British boat not to have made our home final um, so a lot of pressure we hadn't had a good run-up um, I'd had lots of injuries in the run-up and at that point after our heat we were also the slowest on paper wow so two two major major pressure moments and if you're listening and now you're gonna you're gonna have your own um, you're gonna be when we ask that question you're gonna flash back to whatever it might be for you but um, both of you here with me today, Christians, you follow Jesus. This podcast is called the Christians in Sport podcast. 
Um, if you're listening now and you, you can listen back to both these guys in previous podcasts, they talk about their faith and their careers, but listening and now someone might quite rightly be saying in some ways, so what your, your faith is your faith and your sport is your for- sport. What on earth does your faith have to say about pressure? Does it have anything to say in it? Or is it just some people are better wired than others or better equipped? Um, Ali, maybe going to you first then. Um, how would you say your, your faith in Jesus affected how you dealt with that pressure? I think it puts things in perspective for me. You know, I mean, it's not a, uh, a big thing. And I think, I think the trouble is we can identify ourselves by our performance or it defines you. And for me, I'm in Christ. So Christ defines me. So whatever happens, um, I can put that in perspective. It doesn't matter because I'm in Christ. You know, I've got all that I need. My salvation is set uh, and I can relax in that. Um, I don't think that was an easy transition for me to take take that and grasp that completely. It's It's been a, a, a process. Um, but I think that, um, and then looking at the Bible, some of the scriptures that I concentrated on were 2 Timothy 1, 7, which was for God gave us a spirit, not of fear, but of power, love and sound mind. Mm. So I used to, you know, continually look at those scriptures and remember them and repeat them to myself but it took me a while to realize that actually my worth is in christ rather than in my performance basically. does that does that affect every factor of pressure because there's lots of things which which pile pressure on us don't they there's there is our performance but then there could be i don't know family um it could be just the pressure for sponsorship um or just to keep funding uh, i don't know maybe maybe in other sports that would be the case yeah, I mean, you, you get pressure from yourself, Yeah, I, mainly for myself, because I'm particularly hard on myself, from your parents, your coach, the press, you know, people know that you, you're up there and you're in the lead. <laughs> that pressure is enough because you're mm. thinking, well, okay, if I lose the lead, you know, those, those are the sorts of things that go through your head. So you have it from all sorts of areas. But um, I think that, you know, my faith gives me perspective and you know and and then i focus on 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 that rather than all the other interferences from other people really mm. debbie what about for you how, how did it that that in that moment london 2012 the whole the whole of the country watching in some senses um what difference if any did it make i think yeah the word that ali used in terms of perspective is a really good word um for me my sport the whole of my sport, my abilities, my opportunities, you know, I really, when I got into, when I got involved in rowing to start with even, I knew that that was a gift from God, actually, that was something to be enjoyed, something to work hard with, uh, and I think for me, the, that perspective of knowing that God has given me these opportunities, given me the abilities, and wants me just to get stuck in, embrace life, is it's an amazing place to be, to be able to love your sport. And we all know as sports people, don't we, that the pressures, whether it be from the outside, from friends, family, media, or from ourselves, or the what ifs, or the what ifs of funding, or the what ifs, you know, all the things that can go around in our minds can, can rob us of that joy mm. of our sport. And also, you know, rob us of the ability just to feel free, just to do it. You know, you can feel so oppressed and suppressed by pressures, can't you? So for me, it's always coming back to the fact that God has enabled me. He's ordained me to be here at this moment, at this time in my life, and he's with me in it. And being able to have that perspective in that, 
you know, my worth and my value is not in how well I do. Of course, I want to do well. I'm a competitive athlete. I want to get out there. I want to show what I'm made of. I want to do it well. But ultimately, when that race is done, you know, God's view of me doesn't change whether I win or whether I lose. Mm. And, you know, it's been a, it's a learning process. You know, God shows you that, you know, over the years as, as you walk with him, because I certainly struggled with lots of things more at the beginning of my rowing career than I did at the end. That mm. was the most pressure point at the end of my career. But at that point, I'd learned a lot. God had taught me a lot about where my worth was, where my security lay in him. Uh, it didn't mean that sport wasn't important, but actually it wasn't as important of knowing who I am in him. Yeah, and that, I think that's important, isn't it? it is that it's still important. It's got value. Sport, if God, if, if God gave sport as a gift, it's got value. Maybe, I don't know if there's a sense of there's, there's healthy and there's unhealthy pressure. Um, one of the reasons maybe we love sports is, is the pressure. It is part of that. Can I perform? Can I use these gifts I've been given? And we love, maybe even in reps, we love those moments. It, how do you reflect on that, on sort of the difference between healthy and unhealthy pressure? Yeah, I think Absolutely. that, that oh, I think that uh, unhealthy pressure is when it turns into anxiety and it, it robs you of performance. You can't perform when you're anxious. And so it, it's, it's, you know, there is positive um, pressure where you can perform um, and you just embrace it, I think. For me, I used to try and just embrace the pressure, enjoy it. This is what I'm here for. This is what I worked hard for. Go. God's giving you that gift. Go and do it and enjoy. And I think sometimes, I mean, I know when I really struggled um, to win because I saw I could look at the leaderboard and I'm thinking, oh, no, no, no. So it was, you know, and then I'd, I'd, I'd react and I'd get all tense and anxious and then I'd rush my shots and obviously then my performance was um, uh, compromised. So I had to learn that through mm. hardship in some way because, you know, I wasn't getting it. And then someone just had a chat with me. So just, just embrace it and enjoy it. This is what you're here for. Enjoy the feelings. So, um, you know, whereas when I didn't win, it turned into anxiety. Therefore, I made a mess of it. And then I learned to embrace it. And, and it's not an easy thing to do because it's such a fine line. Um, but obviously, in terms of my faith, that helped me enormously to bring things in perspective and to understand that actually, you know, I'm here for a purpose. That God's made me and, and, and he's, he's obviously made me to, to play good golf so just get on with it and I think sometimes you know I used to get really edgy um but I learned to to as I said embrace the whole thing but I I've been at both sides of it because I've made a mess of it and I've also <laughs> come out the other end so it is a learning process a little bit yeah it definitely is a learning process um I think for me you know my faith as a been a big part of my motivation as well so you know yeah. I, I want to do well but also I want to honor God with the opportunities and abilities he's given me so it make it almost makes me more competitive in a way because I want to go out there I want to um you know do the best of my abilities um, but I think there's a the line is that if you feel like you have to win you know in order to maybe justify the time you're spending doing your sport or in order to 
feel like you're successful or feel like you have worth then that's the that's the danger point I think where's your heart at what are you desperate for like we can we can long to win but is that the biggest thing that we're longing for um do we need that acknowledgement or worth or success from our sport because at the end of the day we all know sport don't we and you can go from hero to zero overnight in a disappointment or in an injury and even if you get your absolute best on the day if someone else does better they win so there is there is no guarantees in sport all you can do is your absolute best and throw off everything that hinders you and those things are often the worries and the anxieties that can tie you up in knots so I think for me you know I could still play to win I can still row to win I want to I want to go out and win but actually I don't have to win to justify myself or the reason I'm there or my worth um, in that end result right I want both let's try and get a bit practical on as in both you're part of our elite sport team here at Christian Sport you meet with uh, with athletes, those who know Christ, those who don't know Christ, and you, um, you, you point towards Jesus. But firstly, I want you to zoom back in 2012, day of that repercharge, um, US Open, third round finished. Practically, what what are you doing to help to help remind yourselves of these things? To help to help in some ways free yourself to embrace the pressures you've talked about. What does that look like for you, Debs? Repercharge morning of, I presume. Yeah, I think the morning of, um, for me, was more simple. Um, so the morning of, I knew, and again, I'd learnt the best way to start my race days. By that point, that was 15 years I'd been racing internationally for Great Britain. And for me, I knew that I needed to wake with a thankful heart, uh, thankful for the opportunity, for being there and for my abilities. Then give all my concerns and worries to God, realise that that pressure and heaviness is not going to help in any way. And then simply get out there, uh, work hard and, and do what I do. Uh, I just tried to really keep it simple on that race day. For me, the trick, the troubles was kind of the week run up. You know, you have a week between your heat and the final. And, you know, it's, it's that battle, that battle in the mind um, of needing to kind of take those thoughts captive and continually giving them to God because they come back and they come back and they come back. You're surrounded by people. You're surrounded by the Brits cheering you down when you go down to training, you have people sending you messages. So I think for me, it's that constant need to come back to God in prayer, to be reminded of the truths you need reminding of. But then the race day for me was relatively simple in a sense. I you know, you learn as an athlete how to be focused. And I knew what my race day needed to look like with God as well. What about for you, Ali, on that? I presume it's a fourth round morning. You're so you're three shots in the lead, are you? Yeah, and, and, and you're not teeing off till, you know, quite late. So you've got... You're watching everyone else go out, aren't you? Yeah. So you've got the morning to sort yourself out. And basically, you just wake up when you wake up. And, um, you know, I was sharing an apartment with two friends of mine um, who were married and they were Christians. So we prayed together and um, someone put a note in my locker with 2 Timothy 1.7, which I've mentioned before, which is God gives you a spirit, not of fear, but of power and love and sound mind. And I concentrated on that. We also had a Bible study earlier in the week by a guy called Al Egg, who, um, interesting name, <laughs> but he was a pastor who um, supported some of the, um, US teams in, in college and uh, he just said don't sweat the small stuff so I was thinking you know 
in if you put it in perspective it's quite small other people are, are struggling in life you know people in hospital and this and that and um you know there's lots of suffering in the world so i just tried to concentrate don't sweat the small you know uh, small stuff i kept saying to myself every time um and reminding myself that you know this is just a small part of of life and it's not that big a deal but um and my caddy was brilliant uh, i've got a caddy alongside me who helps mm. me from that point of view and he just he just made me laugh most of the morning and the afternoon when i when i was about to tee off so it just released that pressure and you know if you smile it re releases endorphins doesn't it and you start to relax a little bit uh, and then you know you go into performance mode after that so you're already thinking about really once you've teed off is is your processes and routines was there any so the Solheim Cup, the sort of the, the team-based competition, the equivalent in the men's side of the Ryder Cup, and captain that twice. How did that? Did did was that easier because you were later on in your career? Um, you're not playing, um, or was that harder because you're responsible for all, all these girls who are, who are about to go out and compete for Europe? Yeah, it was harder because I can't do anything about it. You know, as a player, you can actually go and perform and get on with it and do something about it. You've got to sit back. And, and let them go and, and just trust them. So I found it really hard um, from that point of view because there's nothing you can do. But, you know, the most important thing from, for me and certainly for my team is to see me relaxed and enjoy myself mm. so that that um, really had an influence on them. Yeah, and, and probably similar for you, Debs, because you're in, you're in a boat. You've got three other girls you're, you're rowing with. Um, how, did, how did they find it? Because... They were probably incredibly nervous. I'd find was it was it quite striking for them that you were able to compete with this sort of freedom? Yeah, I think that's been the the kind of case throughout the years, really, both in how I approached racing, but also how I dealt with the results afterwards. Of course, you know, I'd be disappointed and gutted if we hadn't done well. But then the ability to then put perspective into that and um, yeah, to keep moving forward with a a good a good outlook, really. Um, again so many of the rowers I've, I've raced with, you know, sometimes finish the sport feeling a failure because they haven't achieved what they had specifically wanted to. However, you know, representing at an international level on that stage is in no way a failure for anyone, no, no matter the results. And so, yeah, it was definitely something, um, I think hopefully that, well, it seemed to be that the, my crew drew confidence in the fact that I could be confident as well. And as a crew, it doesn't matter if only one, if only one of you is in a good place. That's you all need to be, um, you know, ready to race and in the best place possible. So, you know, for me as part of that team was to try and help others, um, yeah, see the positives and see what they're capable of and gel together well as a team to perform. And now both of you, we've mentioned this before, you both, you work for our elite team, you you travel around the country, you travel around the world sometimes, um, meeting with people right at the top of their game now, right at the top of their sport, whatever their sport is in some senses. Um, let, let, let's go into one of those rooms, one of those, those Bible studies you mentioned at Ali, sort of the, the week of the, of the event. What are, you, what are some of the things you're doing uh, in those Bible studies to support those you're working with? In their, they're really highly pressurized situations often. Um, it could be uh, world championship athletics, it could be world rowing champs or for the Olympics or, or, or on major golf tournaments. What, what are some of the things you're doing? What, what are you pointing towards? What truths of, of the Bible, what truths of God are you pointing towards to help, them, to help them have perspective as you both talked about? 
for me, you know, a big part of it is um, pointing, pointing them towards the fact that how incredible it is that they're, that they're there, uh, that they're able to represent their country, to remind them of all the things that are uh, great about that. And because it's, it's very easy to, like I was saying earlier, to just get consumed with the results of what's going to happen or the what ifs. But actually, just to start from a place of thankfulness to God um, for the gifts, the abilities, for the opportunities. And that actually, that is the best place to start and to honour him in going forward and keep him yeah central in that I think for me for athletes and you know people I work with now it's it's recognizing our thoughts as well recognizing what we're thinking recognizing that whether we're getting carried away down one down one level um and it's keeping it balanced so keeping us humble (laughs) you know we're we're under God and you know we acknowledge and thank him for what we have in him (laughs) that is actually the most important thing that Mm -hmm. we can have we have jesus and that should be an amazing place to start um and then being able to just get out and do what we're capable of doing you know you've worked hard all of that time we don't want to be robbed of that by things that come in that cause anxieties or cause us to to worry and get stuck in a place that God doesn't want us to be. He promises that if we give our cares to him, give our worries to him, that he can give us the peace, you know, that transcends all that chaos, even amongst, if there is chaos, um, he can give us a real peace. Um, so I always would, you know, every circumstance is different and the individuals we work with are different and you know their individual struggles. So you can point them back to God's wisdom with whatever they may be struggling with. I think that's key. That's key, isn't it? We don't want someone listening in to go being nervous is wrong. <laughs> and some, it, it, it is that, I think as you mentioned earlier, Ali, it's, it's when that seeps into anxiety or really unhealthy worry, concern or, or uh, overdue pressure, isn't it? Is that, is, is that right to, to think that we just, as in, is that just part of the sport, part of what you'd be saying to these guys as you've met with them beforehand, Ali? Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, we're all human, aren't we? So, you know, mm. you, 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 you have emotions and um, nerves is part of that, really. And I, I try and sort of um, point them to, again, identity in Christ, that whatever happens, put the whole thing in perspective that, you know, God still loves you. <laughs> and that's the most important thing and try and clear that path of all those blockages that get in the way because we sometimes often bargain with God don't we in our sports performance and say well you know if I do this will you do this for me and actually we don't want to go there we want to clear that path because of the grace that and the gift that Christ has given us through going to the cross you know we've got our salvation so we're in Christ and really just pray with them and but listen to them too because you know you do have concerns you do get um anxious um but just to try and put them into perspective and pray with them and and just say you know just go out and play don't you know it doesn't matter um and it's not an easy thing you know some some (laughs) you know they say oh well well you know but i'm feeling it i said well try and embrace it see i tried to think of pressure or nerves as my friend rather than something that I'm trying to get rid of. Because as soon as you try and get rid of it, <laughs> it actually increases um, the nerves and anxiety. So I try and think, well, actually, and then when I talk about I talk about performance, I think, well, you know, don't think I've got to win. Get that thought out of your head completely. 
I think about possibilities. I said, it's possible that I could win and it's possible that I could not win. But that relieves me. Uh, it gives, you know, because so often people think, well, if I think positive, then everything will be fine. But I know that I felt positive over a situation and actually it hasn't turned out very well. So that doesn't leave me in a good place. So I just think about possibilities and I try and, you know, we'll, we'll talk to them about that. So that, I think, takes the pressure away a little bit and then obviously point them back to our identity in Christ. Um, and I think that once we, we get that, then we can... Um, experience cause peace and joy yeah I think that's a that's a great point isn't it about um, being able to share <laughs> to share with each other our struggles because actually it's about being real acknowledging how you really feel um, and being able to like speak that out but also then refocus yourself you know as athletes it's not just about just going in and not doing anything we want to be intentional we want to be putting things in place what are we going to do well how are we going to do it well and knowing those things um, and taking hold of them. Um, and like Ali was saying, stripping off all the other things that's not helping. Nerves is good. It is really good. You need it to be up, to be rising to that pressure uh, of performing. But then there's that line where the nerves turn into anxieties and it's not, it's not helpful, it's unhelpful. So it's, it's recognising where that line is and then stripping off the things that are not helpful and going forward with the things that you can um, be putting in place. Thanks so much, guys. I think it's just a really helpful conversation and we know we're never going to get to the bottom of, of all of it in some senses, but, but hopefully really helpful. I think and the two big things, two of the big things I'm hearing is that idea of perspective, um, which all comes from identity. If we're, if we're rooted and grounded in the fact that we are loved by the king of the universe, not because of anything we do, not because of how we perform, not because whether we win gold or silver or bronze, win a major, win a solo, whatever it might be, or whatever it might be for you if you're listening in, that does not define us. Um, it's a really helpful conversation listening in. So thanks so much for joining us. Hopefully it's been a real help for you uh, if you've been listening in. Um, if you are an elite athlete, if you're maybe a young performance athlete on a pathway, you're a parent listening in, or you're an elite athlete yourself listening in, um, do get in touch. You can get in touch on our website. Um, and we do, as we talked about, um, we're regularly looking to support and work with top level athletes uh, to help them wrestle with some of these questions, to help them um, through these really pressurised times of their career where it's, it's pretty full on. Um, as we've heard, it's, uh, um, it, yeah, there's a, there's a real need there for people to be, to be rooted and grounded and, and understanding more about who they are in Christ and what that looks like. So if that's you, do get in touch. Uh, also on our website, we've got loads of uh, resources. We've got podcasts that we talked about. Uh, if you're listening to it now, so you already know about this. Uh, we've got blogs, we've got Bible studies, looking at some of these particular issues, which may just really help you uh, rest and think these through, as Debbie and Ali have said, in community with others, chat to others about it. That's a great joy. Thanks so much, uh, Deb and Ali. Thanks for joining us. Um, we'll see you next time. Uh, we're going to keep diving into some of these top issues about what it looks like to be a Christian in the world of sport. Uh, Until next time. See you later.